Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Cinematic Reviews. This is Matt, and this is my review for Triple Frontier. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on any of the popular podcasting platforms for all of my reviews and content. First of all, before I get to the review, I just wanted to make a note about the content that the movie does have quite a bit of language, some of it's subtitled, and it does have some violence in it. If you're interested in watching movies that have content you feel uncomfortable with and you don't have issues with editing a film, VidAngel is a service that takes movies and TV shows from Netflix and Amazon and, and allows you to stream them into your home to filter out whatever content you want to. That isn't something I'm advertising for. I'm not getting money for that. I just wanted to throw that out there in case it's interesting to anyone. But let's get on to the actual review itself of Triple Frontier. And holy star-studded cast, Batman. In fact, Batman is one of the cast members. It's got Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, Pedro Pascal, Adriar Hona. These are the main players in this movie about former special forces operatives pulling off a heist in drug cartel infested Colombia. I loved the chemistry of these cast members. And it's interesting to think there, there were quite a few issues getting this movie on its feet. And this cast we ended up with brings a great presence to the film. Initially, the original casting was Tom Hanks and Johnny Depp. And then after, after they fell through, they were thinking about Tom Hardy and Channing Tatum. Either of those combos would have been quite fascinating in this situation, but I do think that the cast that they ended up with does a great job. If you are wondering about the title of the movie, Triple Frontier, you could quickly pull up a geographic map and see that the three adjoining borders of Peru, Brazil, and Colombia are where that name comes from. Is Triple Frontier a heist movie? Yes. Is it a commentary on the treatment of retired military personnel? Yes, it is. Is it a survival movie? Yes. This movie is a lot of things, and it tries to be a lot of genres. Is it, And is it a perfect version of any of those? No, it's not. As a heist movie, it's very unusual in that the heist takes place earlier on in the movie. Generally speaking, when a movie revolves around the idea of a heist, the main climax is the heist itself, meaning that it takes place toward the end of the movie. Sometimes heist movies can trick you by having there be a failed heist midway through the movie until the protagonists figure out how to pull it off in the end. Even though it adds a little confusion to the movie's genre, I like that the movie throws you a curveball by reinventing the structure of a heist. As for the commentary on the treatment of retired military personnel, the movie makes a clear stance on that, and that is what they use to justify the majority of the actions of the pro that the protagonist characters take. It is important that they make that clear so that we understand the mindset of these characters. If these characters were just your everyday Joe Blow, I think audiences would have a much harder time buying into those justifications. I was really excited once I saw that the movie was slowly evolving into a wilderness survival drama. That happens to be one of my favorite genres ever, and few people get it right. I mean, just look at A Mountain Between Us recently. That movie was the worst. As far as wilderness survival side of things, we never did get to see too much of it. But we suspend our disbelief because these are highly trained military operatives. They probably know all the survival stuff. We don't have to figure things out with them along the way. The survival then, in this case, becomes more of an obstacle course through the Andes Mountains to escape. And that in and of itself holds some great suspenseful moments and drama. One side note I have to give really quick. And it's starting to get really overdone and overplayed to have Oahu, Hawaii, be a stand-in for any tropical or jungle type of environment. 
Believe me, guys, as a geologist, I can recognize instantly the difference between the mafic slash basaltic cliffs of Oahu, Hawaii, and how they weather and the type of vegetation that grows thereon, and the Andes Mountains in South America, which were built of an entirely different rock material. It was built of entirely different processes, and they have a completely unique look to them. I know, I know, this is like a super geology nerd alert, but I don't think it's just geologists that will notice this. We've all seen Jurassic Park and Lost. We've seen Hawaii Five-0 and Raiders of the Lost Ark. We know Oahu, Hawaii too well to have it be an effective vicarious chameleon to shoot any and all jungle locations. It's just getting old. Yes, I know part of this movie was filmed in Colombia, and I loved those moments. It is so enjoyable to see new parts of the world. It's just getting old to see Oahu, Hawaii be there time and time again, representing different locations. All right, tangent over. The star-studded cast in this movie is one of the greatest strengths of it. They all do a great job, and I think Oscar Isaac in particular is an absolute star. He has been in some of the best action suspense movies of the last years. And as a side note, Ben Affleck briefly speaks Spanish, and it is actually quite impressive. He doesn't sound super gringo-esque. Affleck's Spanish-speaking accent might actually be better than Charlie Hunnam's American accent. Anyway, every element of this movie is conceived and purposeful, but I must say the fact that this movie is so multifaceted makes each of the individual facets a little bit duller. As Bilbo Baggins would say, this movie is butter spread over too much toast. That's it. That's the major weakness. The movie tries to be too many genres, and in in that mixing of genres, it actually comes to make the overall movie a little bit weaker. With all the confusion in the production of the movie, switching directors, which I didn't mention before, but it was originally supposed to be Catherine Bigelow, which would have been awesome, and the actors, as I previously mentioned, despite this enormous game of pre-production musical chairs, I'm astounded that the movie turned out as great as it did. We've seen this kind of thing happen before, and it ends up flopping. But this one didn't. It came It came out really nice. And I hope I'm not coming across as too negative about this movie. I do think general adult audiences will enjoy, will enjoy it immensely. It does play out in a satisfying way. And we care for these individual characters. We care about the journey that they're on. And we get to see some fantastic scenery of Colombia. I just wanted more. And yes, I know Oahu's beautiful, but we all know it. And there are some extremely suspenseful moments in this movie. The action is captivating, and the story comes to a complete ending and an overall arc. Even if some of those story elements get disregarded or tossed to the side along the way. Overall, there are some great payoffs in this movie. And if you haven't already, go check out the movie on Netflix. I personally give Triple Frontier a solid B. Hey everybody, did you enjoy this movie review? If so, please take the time to review my podcast on iTunes using the link in the episode description. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Cinematic. That's Cinematic with two T's to stay up to date on my latest content and other happenings. Thank you for listening. I'll see you at the movies. <laughs>